This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 94. Hi, I'm Todd Henry, author of Louder Than Words, Harness the Power of Your Authentic Voice. One of my favorite voices belongs to this guy. It's Jeff Brown and the Read to Lead podcast. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now here's Jeff. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth, where most every week we sit down with a successful and inspiring author and talk about his or her latest book and their unique insights on entrepreneurship, business, personal development, productivity, leadership, career, marketing, and much, much more. Today's episode is a solo episode, and I want to talk to you today about public speaking. If public speaking is something you've wanted to do more of or you desire to get better at, I think you're going to find today's episode particularly helpful. This episode of the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you by SoFi, a leading marketplace lender where you can save thousands when you refinance your federal and private student loans at lower rates. As a listener, you can take advantage of a special $200 welcome bonus when you refinance your student loans. Just go to sofi.com slash read to lead. Accelerate your success with a smarter loan. Recently, I had the opportunity to speak at the Podcast Movement Conference. It was easily one of the best conferences I've ever attended. And it's hard to believe that it's only in its second year. So well done that it feels like a conference that's in its ninth or tenth year by now. Uh, And it was an honor to share the stage with some pretty big names. I did not know this going into it, but I was able to share the stage with uh, folks like Mark Marin of the WTF podcast, recently welcomed President Obama on his show. Our friend John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, a guest on this show. Aisha Tyler, who is uh, currently serving as host of Whose Line Is It Anyway on television, but also hosts the Girl on Guy podcast. Our friend Pat Flynn of the Smart Passive Income podcast and blog, and who beat us out for Best Business podcast this year. Uh, Lou Mangello, host of the Walt Disney World Radio Radio podcast, and Sarah Keenick, host of the ever-popular Serial podcast, which debuted in, I believe it was October of last year. And, and though I'd like to believe I bring my A-game each and every time, finding myself in this group I knew would require me to sort of pull out all the stops. Well, thankfully, my speaking opportunities have increased considerably since launching the podcast, one of the great things about starting one, by the way, giving me the opportunity to hone my skills on smaller stages before hitting the big stage here recently. And during that time, uh, like you possibly, I've read my share of presentation-related books and blog posts to further refine my approach, not to mention the experts whose advice you and I have benefited from here on the show, some of whom have written books on the topic. In fact, five previous guests have done so, and many others whom I've asked to share their best presentation tips. You might recall that not every time, but oftentimes, I'll ask a guest to share their public speaking tips. Well, Content is key, of course, but where I find many people get stuck in this process is attempting to translate that content to slides. And it can be a tedious process for sure, uh, but it happens to be one that I thoroughly enjoy. I've, I've, I've read so much about this part of the process, and I believe 
I've gotten uh, somewhat good at it, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Now, since delivering my podcast movement presentation, I've received a number of questions about how I attack the process, and I felt like writing a blog post about this and recording a podcast episode about it was the best way to address all those questions at once. So if you'd like to improve your presentation preparation process and have attendees buzzing about your talk afterwards, I encourage you to employ these simple but effective techniques, starting with an outline. A key first step, I believe, in preparing any talk is developing an outline. Now, surprising as it might sound, I find most people never bother to do this. In fact, that used to be the case with me. I would write down my main points and then go right to creating my slides. And as I was creating my slides, I would determine, well, what points beneath those main points did I want to make? I encourage you to flesh out an outline in its entirety before ever going to the slide creation uh, process. The benefits of doing this are numerous. First, an outline helps give you a bird's eye view of your talk, an entire overview. And I found an outline to be a far better way to lay out any talk than any other method I've tried. I've done the sort of post-it note method where you, you grab a stack of small post-it notes and you just write things as they come to mind, setting each post-it note aside, worrying about putting those sort of in a, in a flow or order later. That works for some other things I've done, like writing books and that sort of thing. But I find that when it comes to uh, presentation creation, an outline has proven to be the best method time and time again. Now, to do this, I use the web and mobile app Workflowy. Now, Workflowy is simple to use and syncs across all your devices. That's W-O-R-K-F-L-O-W-Y, just like it sounds, Workflowy. And there is both a free and a paid version. Now, when an idea strikes or I come across something I think I might want to include or touch on in my talk, I add it to my Workflowy outline. Now, in the beginning, I'm just adding the ideas, which really makes it more of a list than an outline. However, as I begin to see connections between topics and ideas, I begin organizing them into an order or flow that makes sense. And one of the great things about workflow is it makes it easy to move items around if the need to adjust hierarchies arises, and it will. Now, there are plenty of other outline options or ways to capture ideas. Evernote, of course, is another perfectly viable option for this. I appreciate, though, that Workflow does one thing and one thing very well. I've also tried using the presentation web app Prezi for this process. Prezi acts like a whiteboard for developing your ideas, allows you to begin connecting those ideas as they form, and then use it to deliver your presentation, zooming into and out of each of your points along the way. I've found value, though, in using a separate app or piece of software for each phase of the process. There's something about compartmentalizing each phase of the process that makes it easier for me. If you prefer doing everything under one roof, however, Prezi may be worth looking into. Well, as a flow for my talk begins to reveal itself, I begin noting where I may want to include an abstract image or slide to drive home a particular point or idea, and I note that right inside Workflow. Then, once my outline is complete and I've noted all the points where I'd like to include a slide, I move then and only then to the second step in the process, the slides themselves. And I think the important thing to remember here is it's always images over text. I've tried just about every presentation software, app, and image resource there is. 
Keynote, which is an Apple iOS app, is my favorite for delivering my presentations. I connect my iPad to the projector I'll be using and use my iPhone to advance my slides. However, when it comes to creating my actual slides, I've been defaulting lately to the Canva web and mobile app. That's C-A-N-V-A. One of the things I love about it is the built-in image search. I type in a keyword related to my topic or point, and Canva serves up dozens of potential image options available for purchase for just $1. My podcast movement presentation, for example, included 30 slides in all and cost me right at $20 in images. It might have cost more, but some of the images I used were either free or were purchased in the past for other presentations that I already had on hand. Now, after purchasing an image and downloading it from Canva, Canva gives you 24 hours to make changes to it from within the app for things like resizing, text, and other overlays without having to pay for it all over again. Now, here's a pro tip. Once you're certain you'll use an image that you found via image search in Canva, I recommend purchasing it with the likely portion you'll want to use properly positioned and framed, and go ahead and download it from Canva to your computer. Then upload that version back into Canva, the version you now own, before adding your text and other changes. That way, most all future versions of that image you download, should you need to make a few changes, will be free. Now, if you're anything like me, graphic design is not your strong suit, and this is another reason why I love Canva so much. It helps even a guy like me create image and text combinations that are compelling and memorable, the kind your audience will want to capture in the moment and share during and after your talk. Make sure, too, that you've checked with the event organizer regarding the aspect ratio of the screen your slides will appear on. Is it 16 by 9 or 4 by 3? Those are the two most common. Then be sure you create your slides in Canva using the proper aspect ratio. Before we wrap up with my final tips on creating compelling presentations, I want to remind you the Read to Lead podcast is brought to you today by SoFi. They're a leading marketplace lender and they offer student loan refinancing, mortgages, and personal loans for busy professionals, people like you. Now, if you're carrying high student loan balances, for example, you could actually save thousands by refinancing and consolidating your federal and private student loans at a lower rate through SoFi. In fact, SoFi borrowers save on average of about $14,000 over the life of their loans. SoFi members also benefit from unemployment protection. Should you lose your job, SoFi pauses your payment and provides access to a career services team for personalized career planning and job search assistance. To check out a full list of products and benefits, just visit SOFI.com slash read to lead. That's a special link just for you. Because for a limited time and as a listener to the show, you're eligible for a special $200 welcome bonus when you refinance student loans with SoFi. Again, just go to SOFI.com slash read to lead for this special offer. All loans made by SoFi Lending Corp. NMLS number 1121636 and CFL license number 6054612. Now for me, the final step I call stand and deliver. My last step in the process is to simply open Keynote or if you prefer PowerPoint, Prezi, Haiku Deck, or whatever your presentation delivery software of choice is, and upload each of the images I've created and saved from Canva. Now that's it. I'm ready to go. Using my iPad and iPhone together, two items I carry with me most everywhere, means I'm always ready to deliver a presentation. Another pro tip, I set Keynote inside my iPhone to show the next slide 
in my presentation. Not the one I'm currently talking about, but the one that will come next. That way, I always know where I'm going with my talk. So if I ever find myself unsure or losing my train of thought, I simply glance down at my phone's screen and it reminds me of where I'm headed. Now, you might be asking, Jeff, why not use Keynote for everything? You can you can build slides in Keynote with text and images. You can pull those in. Why not just do it all there? Well, it's a great question. Two reasons I have sort of strayed away from using Keynote for everything like I used to. Keynote has no image search built in. And though I'll sometimes grab images from elsewhere, a site called Unsplash is one of my favorite places to grab free images. I love having the ability to search for images from within the app I'm using to create my slides. In addition to Canva, by the way, Haiku Deck and Prezi offer this option as well. And the second reason is I find that I can more easily create awesome-looking image and text combinations in Canva than in most any other app or software I've tried. Canva just makes it so easy. And for a guy like me, when it comes to graphics, it's got to be easy. One more thing. Enough other experts have written on this last issue that it may go without saying. However, I still see far too many presentations guilty of it. Slides filled with bullet points or full paragraphs of text. Abstract images with just a bit of text will serve you far better in helping to communicate your ideas than will the slides filled with text and often no image at all. And I have found using a web app like Canva reminds me of how important the image is to the process. It helps me concentrate on images first and text second, which is exactly the way it should be in my estimation. So to recap, start with Workflowy to develop your outline. Note in your outline where you think you might want to use slides. Then and only then, once you've completed that process, move to Canva, noting those places in your outline where you wanted to use slides and using words in those sections as your keywords to search for images within Canva. Download those images and then re-upload them so that as you add text and other overlays, you'll be using images you've already paid for and not have to worry about making your changes within 24 hours. And finally, upload those saved and final images into Keynote, the app you'll use to deliver your presentation from. One thing this process doesn't really allow for, you may have already thought of, is special transitions, the kind that are often available to you in Keynote and, and PowerPoint and other kinds of software, Prezi being another. I used to spend a lot of time on the transition part of my slide presentations, being very careful to mix it up and making each one unique. And I finally realized that I'm spending far too much time on something that at the end of the day, in my view, just does not matter. I think by and large, your audience is not going to care ultimately how you transition from one image or slide to the next. So I've found that less is more when it comes to transitions. So I'm not confined personally at all by not having that as even an option by using this method. So if you, like me, have in the past depended upon certain transitions, I want to encourage you to consider letting go of them. It was tough for me at first, but once I did that, I found it freed me up to spend my time on things that are far more important than that. For more on the resources discussed in this episode of the Read to Lead podcast, just visit readtoleadpodcast.com slash 094 for episode 94. And I'll also link to each of the episodes where I've interviewed a guest who's written a book on public speaking. That includes Ken Davis, Dan Rome, 
Ryan Avery, Carmine Gallo, and Dr. Gary Gennard. I want to say a special thanks to three people who have recently left a five-star rating and review of the podcast in iTunes. Doak Lambert says, so many books, so little time. And Doak, I I sure hope I'm pronouncing your name properly. Thank you for your five-star rating and review. Ken Clark in Colorado Springs says, read to lead is my Google. (laughs) That's great to hear. And Liz Clark from reachwhatmatters.com calls it simply fantastic with a five-star rating and review. Thanks to each and every one of you. If you'd like to rate and review the podcast, and we appreciate it so much when you do because it helps it to get noticed, simply go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes. That will take you right to our podcast in the iTunes podcast app. If you're an Android user, one great place to rate and review the podcast is on the platform Stitcher. Simply go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher to do that. Well, I hope you enjoyed learning about my process from content for a presentation to putting it into slides and making it ready to present. Hope you found it helpful. And let me know what you thought of it. I'd love to get your feedback. If you have any questions, shoot me an email, Jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time for the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Read to Lead.